Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. How we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast. I'm Dr. Celia Williamson. And today I want to talk to you about owning your own story. And Brene Brown says owning your own story is the bravest thing you'll ever do. So I want to help you examine your past because your past help explains your present, where you are now. Of course, it doesn't dictate your future and your potential, but it does explain the road that you've traveled to get here. So we do something in the helping professions called a genogram. And a genogram is simply a family tree. It's looking across at least three generations of your family. And it sounds pretty daunting, but it's not. What we're doing is We're looking across your family tree to see patterns. And why do we want to see patterns? Because then once you identify the patterns that are in your family, you can make choices. You can make choices to stop the cycle and to start new patterns if you want to. Because self-care is also about empowering you to have choice. So we can't make choices over things we don't understand, but if we illuminate what's been happening in your family, we don't have you on autopilot anymore to continue the cycle of potential unhealthiness. Once you know, you can make choices on whether you want to continue these family patterns because they're good and positive and healthy, or you want to stop these family patterns and start new healthy ones. So our thoughts, our feelings, our expectations, our past, our hopes, our dreams, our desires, our experiences were shaped by our family and our relationships. These experiences are imprinted on us. So in order to move forward with our lives in a healthy way and take care of ourselves, we have to examine, we have to look at the risks in our family, the patterns, and why we've been successful at some things and perhaps why we haven't been successful at other things. So there are people in your family that have experienced certain things. And, you know, when you look at the healthcare field, they kind of 
do that. They look over a family history. They look at what we call a genogram or a family tree. They just do it in the healthcare realm. So when you go to the doctor and you fill out that little checklist and it says, you know, do you have anybody in your family had diabetes? Anybody in your family had a heart attack, stroke, um, asthma, any kind of chronic diseases? Why do they ask you about that? They're talking about your, your, your aunt and your grandmother and your mother and your father and all. That has nothing to do with you, your particular situation. But yes, it does. It has everything to do with who you are in your biological makeup. Because if your father or your grandmother had diabetes, there's an elevated risk that you will too. And you can see diabetes, for example, run through families. The same thing is true in terms of our emotional health, our mental health, our patterns of behavior, the way we think, what we do and, and not do, some of those unspoken rules in our family, some of those roles that we assumed in our family. There are patterns there just as well. So when you think about the healthcare field, they understand that patterns, whether it's biology, whether it's psychologically, whether it's socially, in their case, biologically, those things are passed down generation to generation. So let's look at education. You know, there are themes that run through families. Everybody in our family goes to college. That might be a theme. Everyone in our family graduates high school or no one in our family goes to college. No one in our family goes to high school or completes high school. And maybe you're the outlier, perhaps. You did go to college, but that is outside the norm. Your family can't help you with that. They can't support that. They can't even understand what it takes because no one in the family has broken out of that mold and gone to college. Now, let's look at some of the negative patterns in your family. If you've experienced domestic violence, if your grandmother was a victim of domestic violence, and then your mother was a victim of domestic violence, and then you were a victim of domestic violence. What are the chances that the children you have will be a victim of domestic violence? So you can examine that and break that pattern. So looking across families in terms of toxicity or negative outcomes, was there any family abuse or neglect? Was there any emotional or verbal abuse? Was there any addictions across your family? And I'm not talking about, you know, just substance abuse and alcohol, but I'm talking about people who are shopaholics, workaholics, um, churchaholics. Um, and that means being away emotionally and even physically from your family so that you can't fulfill the roles that you need to fulfill. The people were addicted to cigarettes. Were there people that were addicted to weed? Were there people that, you know, um, like I said, were addicted to working or were always absent in otherwise in the families 
life. So you can look across these generations, and we like to go back three generations. So you might look at your children, yourself, and your parents, and and aunts and uncles, or you could look at yourself, your parents, aunts and uncles, and then your grandparents and those older family members to look at the picture of your family. You might discover, once you map this out, you might discover themes that run through your family. Another thing to look at is roles in your family. Like, what was your role in the family? There are many, many different roles when we look at a family tree. You could be the successful one. You could be the scapegoat. You could be the angry one. You could be the one that moved away out of town in a family. You could be the mascot, the person that, you know, everybody cheers because they're so funny and they're so cute. Or you could be um, the achiever, the one that has achieved everything that everybody looks up to. And you might have a few haters as well <laughs> in the family. You might be the scapegoat where everybody blames their problems of the family on you. They deflect attention away from the real problem and blame it on you. You you take on that and maybe you're acting out to fulfill that. Maybe uh, you're the lost child where no one really paid attention to you. You know, what kind of roles did you assume in your family? You know, sometimes we assume the role of the garbage man. You know, we take out the garbage. We hear all the problems and try to fix all the problems in the family. Everybody runs to us because they want us to fix them. And so we're always the garbage man. We're always taking out the trash. We're always solving the family problems. And uh, that could be stressful. And it can cause a lot of resentment um, in you for having to fix the family all the time. What you need to know is that those are choices. If you take on the role that you don't like in your family, the one who always lends all the money, the one who takes care of everybody in the family emotionally and or financially, um, that those are choices. And you can choose differently, of course. So understanding who you are in your family the role that you play and the roles that other people play is going to be important. What are the rules in the family? What are you allowed to do and not allowed? I'm not talking about the verbal rules. I'm talking about the unspoken rules. Like, are you allowed to, to date across ethnicities? It's never spoken, perhaps, but maybe the rule in your family is to always stay with your own people. Should you go to college? Should you not go to college? If should you go to church every Sunday? Not go. If you don't go, do people think that you're the heathen in the family because you made the choice not to follow that unspoken rule? Or maybe it is a spoken rule. You know, what what age do people in your family typically have babies? At what age do people get married or do they get married? There are some rules in families, they never get divorced, whether they're unhappy or not unhappy. The rule is to death do you part, right? Except 
they don't realize that there are all kinds of deaths, not just the physical death of the body, but there's the the death of love. Love dies sometimes. And so, but in some families, the rules are that we never, ever divorce. So you have to look at some of the rules, some of the roles, and then look through your family for negative patterns, particularly domestic violence, sexual assault, um, divorce, um, disrespect. What are these patterns that run through your family? Identify them because once you identify them, then you can change them, right? Because you can't change what you don't acknowledge. So it has to become, um, it has to come to the surface so that you can identify it and then you can address it. Now let's take a look at your friends, particularly the type of friends and associates you had throughout your life. You know, as teenagers, our friends became so important and they really influenced who we were and what we thought about ourselves and our lives and everyone and everything in it. They imprinted on us some viewpoints that we that that were formed about what's good and not good and what's cool and not cool and how we would spend our leisure time and you know how how did our friends even change over time cuz friends they they give you a sense of belonging they influence the way we see ourselves now let's look at our past intimate relationships if we want to know how emotionally healthy we've been, all we have to do is look at our relationships because they mirror in some respects who we are. So if we're emotionally healthy, we've had emotionally healthy relationships. If not, then there's some unhealthy emotional stuff that may still be happening inside you. So when we talk about self-care, is deeper, is deeper than just a bubble bath, right? So once you understand your family patterns, maybe the friends or intimate partnerships you've been to, been with, you can decide that you no longer want to be involved in the dysfunction or the pattern that's negative that's been there that you no longer want in your life and and that's called choice. And that's how you become powerful enough, empowered enough to design your life, not just live whatever comes, but actually design your life. So sit with yourself and reflect, write down some of these patterns that you see in your family over the generations. Because if you know how you got here, then you're empowered to make choices about where you want to go in the future. But if you don't, subconsciously, you will sabotage some of your hopes and dreams so that you can continue in the family pattern and live out the family schema that you really don't deserve. So take care of yourself 
in that manner and learn to achieve whatever dream you want, despite the family pattern. Be the outlier. Do exactly what you want. Design the life you really want. So I'll leave you with this. This is Marianne Williamson. And she wrote this poem that says, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine as children do. We're born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So I'll leave you with that. And in the webinar, if you are in the self-care society community, online community, go there and find the webinar on genograms and family tree. Because I'm going to talk about exactly how to create the genogram, aka family tree. So if you're serious about really looking into the patterns in your family, go to the webinar where we'll walk you step by step and teach you how to look over your past family patterns. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish, it's self-care.